everyone. I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 72, and this week's question is, what types of characters should you include in your novels? But before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like. All right, so what types of characters should you include in your novels? We all know the generic protagonist or main character, antagonist, and the villain. We're not going to be talking about those three today because, you know, they're pretty much staples in every story, book, movie, whatever. So we're going to be talking about some other types of characters that you might not have heard of, but they're typically in books anyway. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the confidant character. And this is someone or something the main character confines in. Readers can learn a lot about the main character's personality and thoughts through this. The confidant can be another character, or it can be the inside pages of the main character's diary, or it can be, you know, voicemail messages to someone that they haven't talked to or seen in a really long time. But you're basically getting the inside scoop of your main character through this other character. Oftentimes, depending on the point of view of the story, readers learn and know things that the main character does not. And the confidant character can be an interesting way to do that, to have the readers know something, but other certain characters don't know it. And it's kind of it's kind of like a gateway to e- explain more of the plot and keep the readers more on the edge of their seat. But at the same time, they're still developing their own character and other characters. I have to admit, I love confidant characters. It's usually like a, a best friend or a second in command in any of my books. It's always that kind of relationship. And I, I like that you can you can do it where the main character like confides in them and talks to them and like shares fears and secrets and everything. But you can also do it the reverse where the best friend sort of states something because they know the character so well that they can literally point out it's like, I know you're scared right now or I know you fancy that person over there. You know, you're not fooling me kind of thing and they can be the part that reveals the secrets probably against the main character's wishes and I I really like that I've always thought those are really good characters to have it's like if you don't have a solid confidant character in some way I think it it does lack in in a story it can uh, because it it actually it has such a nice level and such a nice flavor and I do like the idea of the um like the diary pages or anything like that I've never thought of that I always, I always have it as an actual character, but that's actually quite a cool concept using like diary pages. Well, I actually never thought of it happening in reverse either. Like that's a good point of having the confident character actually do the speaking rather than the protagonist or other character like explaining something to them. But I think just in general, the confident character or object or whatever is a great way to add more to the plot and explain more to the readers without sounding like an info dump or without having the narration or the main character just, you know, turn to the camera and be like, and now I'm feeling sad and, you know, or just whatever. Mm. Like or even or like, too much internal monologue because that sometimes get used in that way to the point where it's like, okay, we're bored of being in this character's head now. Yes, exactly. With that, I am going to talk about dynamic characters or developing characters and these are characters that 
will change throughout the story. And you're probably thinking, well, isn't that the main character? And yes, the main character usually is a character that changes, you know, whether they're scared and nervous at the beginning and then overcome that and become stronger and brave or vice, you know, vice versa. They start out courageous and then they have a massive fail and they sort of wimp out. Obviously, these are very, very basic. Uh, I, um, these are very basic examples, but it shouldn't just be your protagonist that has change happening in them it's like in the end your book may have a protagonist that's important they aren't the only character that you should focus on and you should have characters that change and that change can be good or bad but it's about you know their motivations desires and even personality changes because other characters are going through this story as well you know whether it's side by side with the protagonist whether they're at home worrying about the protagonist or whether they have their own little side adventure so they're going to go and hit conflict. They're going to go and hit um, reactions to situations um, and they're going to have emotions. So, you know, it's going to cause changes. People are going to react differently. They're going to view the situation they're in differently, possibly differently from the protagonist. So they do need to have more of a fleshed out feel. So don't just look at your protagonist and go, oh, this character needs change. This needs to this character needs to grow and build or and, and overcome. Look at some other characters, find another strong character or even a weak character, someone, and make sure that they have a change. Now, this is usually a permanent change and shows how the character has learned and developed over the story. But again, it can be both good and bad. So don't just automatically jump to the, oh my God, they've got better or anything like that. Because that's kind of, you know, done a lot. Well, that's just the thing is that Obviously, when we're when we're reading a book, we're seeing the story through the protagonist's eyes, whether it's in first person or, you know, another point of view. But we're mostly focusing on the protagonist. But just because it's their story doesn't mean that the other characters aren't affected. Like your choices can affect the lives of other people. And I'm sorry, if, if your book is about a zombie apocalypse, that that's affecting the entire world. It's not affecting just your main character. It's affecting everybody. Whether you see you see it or not, it's affecting everybody. And everybody that your main character speaks to or engages with, their their lives are being changed as well. If they're a very minor character, obviously you don't need to show their change. But if they're like a sidekick or just a side character that happens to be with your protagonist for a couple of chapters they do need to be developed in some sort of way and every everybody has a story and you gotta you gotta pinpoint it and i think adding the stories of side characters and such it adds way more to the story in general because it it's not just your protagonist's story it's everybody and it just adds that it adds depth it's like it makes it like a three-dimensional story and it's it's not just your it's not just the main character's world, it's everybody. That is it, exactly. I was just about to say, it adds an extra dimension. It kind of increases the realism. And we're even talking about fantasy. It still increases the realism because, you know, if, if something happens to you as a person, you know, something big or traumatic or, or wonderful, it will have a knock-on effect to people in your life, family, friends, work colleagues. So it will have that. And if we're taking examples, you could think about, like, Lord of the Rings, you know, you've got like Frodo, main character, obviously a main character, Aragorn, main characters. But if you look at like Merry and Pippin, they change too. They, you know, from how they were at the beginning to how they are at the end, 
they both have a change that's very distinct. Now, if they were just kind of like blah, 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 all the way along and hadn't been given any extra depth and, and, and you know, development, I think it would have been a different story. I don't think it would have had the same impact. So all these extra little characters that were secondary and, and, and tertiary characters in around the back, around the side of the main characters. Yeah, it's, it, you know, you don't have to think massive, but definitely put some dynamics in there. Yeah, we'll even think of Sam, for example. I mean, yes. and I'm going to use the movie Sam rather than the book Sam, because I only read the book once and I... <laughs> remember I know the movies better than I know the book but in the first movie Sam leaves I mean he's he's a little bit of a coward that might be a strong word but he's a little bit of a coward and he's sheltered he just stays in his hobbit hole the entire his entire life and that's it and when they leave he stops and he tells Frodo if I take one more step this is the farthest I'm ever going to be away from home and then you go to the third movie and he literally picks up Frodo over his shoulders and carries him up the mountain. I mean, it's <laughs> like That's a lot of change. I'm sorry. Frodo would have been dead. The entire world would have been dead. That the ending, the reason why it's a good ending is because Sam existed. And, you know, he really, he really came out of his shell and did everything. And I could go on and on about this, but I won't. <laughs> Should we have said spoilers at the beginning of this? <laughs> I haven't watched Lord of the Rings yet. I mean, that's your own fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been out for years. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to like turn everything on its head and talk next about the flat or the static character, which is pretty much the total opposite of the dynamic character. A flat character doesn't change much at all throughout the story. Their personality and or background isn't revealed well, and we only know a handful of traits about them. So think think about a flat character as a minor character. Not necessarily a sidekick or a side character, just a minor character. They, they serve a purpose, and even if that purpose is small, they do impact the main character in some way, but we don't necessarily need to know any details about that character in order to move the plot forward but they can still have an impact on the main character like something that they say or something that they do it can actually help develop the main character or another character in some way so they do serve a purpose but we don't need to know anything about them they're they're not they're important but they're not that important (laughs) which sounds really mean (laughs) no but i think that's right because there can be um, situations where you can end up over over explaining and over describing characters that don't need it. And because obviously we get told all this advice, you know, make sure every, you know, your characters are believable and realistic and developed. And, you know, they all need to have like massive amounts of backstory. And I need to know right back to who their grandparents, grandparents, grandparents were and everything. And sometimes it can make you feel that, oh my gosh, every character needs that. You know, the woman who runs the, the shop on the corner who your, your main character literally says hi to while they pick up a newspaper. We need to know everything about her. And it can become this thing where you end up creating profiles for people who are literally in for like two minutes so yeah it's, it is important that not every character needs massively filling out you know that's not their role in the story they are 
almost like a signpost, you know, they, they, they maybe, maybe add a little flavor, point the way, but they don't need massive amounts of detail. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're kind of scared off static or flat characters because it's like, oh my gosh, you have a character that's not like fully formed. And it's like, well, no, we don't need it. I mean, I, it reminds me, I had a character um, in one of my fantasy stories and what it was was there were people coming up through the beach at night uh, on through through the through the port. So they come onto the beach where all the ships were supposed to come, and they were coming out. And it was something that would normally you'd have to go and let the town watch know. And literally, you have a flash of this character who runs the port, and he's in his little hut, and he's counting all the the money that you know every, everyone who comes with a boat pays to to dock. And he sees these characters, and he knows he should go and inform the town watch. But if they come, then they might start nosing around and you kind of see that he's been like, you know, skimming off the top. And that and that's why he doesn't raise the alarm. So that kind of explains how these characters manage to move through the town without getting, you know, nabbed. It gives you a little bit about this guy, about the fact that this money that he's stealing is much more important than what these people could be doing to this town. But I don't give him a name. I barely touch on his description. It's literally a little flash to help the story move and explain how, you know, because I've mentioned the town watch and everything, but why they're not there, why nobody flags it. And that's it. I didn't need to go into the detail of this guy or who his wife is or where he gets his coffee or anything. It wasn't necessary, but I just give a little bit enough and that's it, flat character. It's nothing detailed, perfect. Yeah, it's like a passerby, I think flat characters are actually one of the harder characters to add into your story because you know how you get all this writing advice about you know you you gotta show and not tell and things like that and you have to decide how much is description is too much description before you start info dumping and i think flat characters are difficult because we're told that everybody needs a purpose everybody needs to move the plot forward and do or do something and in a way a passerby can move the plot forward it's like in real life if you're waiting across the street and all these cars are passing you by and then that one person stops to let you cross the street well now i'm moving on with my life because i'm not standing on the side of the road any longer and but i don't know anything about that person they just happen to be nice for some reason and because i remember for my writer's group, I wrote a short story and I submitted it and one uh, somebody in my group made a couple of comments saying that they would have liked to see more description in a certain scene. It was with a character that didn't really have much of a purpose, but they had like a small conversation with the main character that kind of helped the main character move on to the next scene. And I rewrote it and I added more description and then I resubmitted it and their comments back to me was, why do we need to see all this? And I was like, well, man, you told me to write more description, so I wrote more description. But thinking, but, you know, looking deeper onto it, I gave them more description that wasn't needed. There was still something missing from that scene that the readers wouldn't necessarily get anything out of it. So when he told me to write more description, I wrote the wrong kind of description. I wrote description for him thinking, oh, well, we must need to see what he looks like. We must need to, you know, know his name and all things like that. And that wasn't the case at all. 
I needed to write more description about the main character and what she was thinking and where she was going next and where she currently was and so on and so forth. So I think it's it's hard to add flat characters because I mean, in some ways, it's easy to just write a character and then just leave them and just, you know, go about the rest of the chapter. Uh, but sometimes it's it's hard to decide what exactly do we need to know about this character? Are they just a minor character or are they going to turn into a side character? And sometimes they do because characters do whatever they want. I agree. I also find sometimes you'll write a, like a flat character or a side character like, or a minor character, I should say, who's like barely going to be in it. And then you'll find people going, oh my God, this sounded great. And then they become a major character because people got hooked on them. It's like, that was not your destiny. And now you're three books in. You were supposed to be off in one chapter, in and out. That's it. And now you've become one of the main cast. So. That actually happened in my mystery novel. I um, I introduced a new character and she was in it for like one chapter, maybe two. And my writers group absolutely just, they all latched onto her and they adored her. And like, she was easily everybody's favorite character. And uh, spoiler alert, she's the one that gets murdered. So when they read that chapter, they were not happy with me. <laughs> but it made for a good death. <laughs> they were so attached to her so I was like okay I guess I did my job that's what happens when you get attached so bad yeah oh, <laughs> oh I'm so glad you like her she's dead yeah which oh, I didn't think people would attach to her like yeah. she's always supposed to die yeah it's not like that's I was like haha this is the favorite character I'm gonna kill her yeah, no, that was that was her destiny, and it's yeah. Like, but how cool is that? That it's like it, it proper had much more of an impact than you were expecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully, it has an impact on others when I actually publish it. Rachel ripping people's hearts out. Oh, I know. Like. <laughs> oh well, too bad. So sad. Uh, okay, I will touch on the last one. Obviously, there's probably a lot more than this, but you know, these are the ones we're talking about. And that is a foil character. And that is someone who is opposite another character. You're talking mostly like traits. So obviously if you've got a character who is ambitious and outgoing and confident, you will probably do better if you also have like a, like a reverse of that. So you've got a character who is shy and withdrawn and lacks confidence sort of thing. And these can be really good because they can help build conflict. So imagine if you've got a quest or something and you've got the person at the front going, this is the way, everything's great, we can do this. Having that kind of foil character, dragging themselves at the back, complaining all the time, bringing everyone down, you know, saying, oh, this is the wrong way. This isn't going to work. We shouldn't be doing this because it allows you to bounce characters off of each other. So say your main character is the one leading the charge, pushing on with this quest, and then you have a, another character who is, as I said, dragging at the back, complaining about everything. That can mean that your main character can react the same way, like, look, no, we're fine, I believe this, and just you know, constantly pushing, or that conflict character's attitude can affect them. Maybe it starts to you know, get in their head to the point where they're starting. Maybe the conflict character can get in their head where they start to doubt themselves. And then maybe 
they start making mistakes because instead of moving with confidence and, and yes i know this is the right way i was told i have a map suddenly it's like oh maybe it's not and then they go the wrong way so foil characters are really good for that you can kind of bounce with other characters and it can create like an it's like a it's internal conflict not internal conflict what is it it's not internal conflict it's not external conflict it's it's like a personal oh there's a term i can't think what it is friction yeah maybe it's something like that it can cause like a friction within a group you know and i think that works really well in certain stories where yeah it, it's like you you're not worrying about this big thing on the outside and you're not worrying about the internal fears that the actual character has in their head you've got this like group dynamic that becomes a little bit crunchy <laughs> for want of a better word and I think that can work really well so yeah a foil character is definitely something to think about you know to have this kind of throw in some opposite traits from another character and it doesn't have to be your protagonist that has certain traits that your foil character reflects the opposite traits it can be you know a secondary character or something just something that can create a little bit of conflict within a group setting i think works really well and you know what i just thought of like just just right now so take this as you will you could have the foil character be the protagonist so for example your character can be super confident on the outside and then on the inside they might be totally anxious and it they could be like the total opposite of what they show to other people i'm making sense yeah yeah especially because it, it depends on that could also come in the sense of with one group of people like say they were you know the leader of a rebellion so with the with the people who follow them they could be all like we can do this and then in private with their personal advisor it could be like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing i'm going yeah. you know everything's awful kind of thing so that's yeah. Like, yeah which that's i guess you you could also say that that's just internal conflict but i guess you can you can probably work it both ways in some sense yeah, yeah no i get that i think having a second character act as the foil character for the protagonist would would probably be better so that you can like actually see the d stark difference between the two so yeah you know what i guess a foil character yeah it creates external conflict and internal conflict depending on how you use it yeah yeah and how, how everyone reacts to it so yeah so even we're learning stuff yeah exactly your characters don't need to be a specific type. Like you don't have to have a foil character and a flat character. You can have a character that's a foil character and a confidant character. Yes. You know, like the, the whole enemies to lovers thing, you can have someone, you know, be total opposites of each other and they argue and, you know, just hate the crap out of each other. But then they also confine in each other and they swap secrets and they, you know, even though they hate each other, they know more about each other than anyone else. Yeah, that's a good point. Make like whole tons of different characters because you know what? Everybody is unique and we're all special and we're all different and that's just humans or zombie unicorns if you write fantasy. Whatever. And if you don't get that reference, go back and listen to episode 70. 
Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So with that said, there there are more other types of characters than just the four that we talked about. But uh, just for the sake of keeping this episode short and sweet, you can have the confidant character where the readers learn more about the protagonist through another character. Have make sure your side characters are also developing characters. You can have a flat or static character, which is the total opposite of the dynamic character, or you can have a foil character, which is the opposite of any other character. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do let us know what types of characters you have in your novels, or if you think we missed any, let us know in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag TheMerryWriterPodcast. And if you want to get some extra content, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get extra bonus content, including mini episodes. And tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Sticky Notes. Our walls are covered. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.